The NFL has gotten a little bit too liberal for most rational people's tastes. We'll explore how and why today. Also, I'm back from Disneyland in California with some interesting tales, if that's what you want to call them, and truths about how leftism contradicts itself all the time. This week is a double feature week, if that's what you want to call that. So keep an eye out for the episode airing Friday as well. You're listening to Right Side of the Road. All right. Hello, everybody. I am back. I apologize. Our regular episode last Friday did not get out when it should have. I came back from Disneyland late on Thursday with all of the footage recorded and the intention to edit the episode on Friday, but like that morning before the time it's supposed to come out. But I have a cold and it was extremely bad on Friday where like sitting up for long periods of time was not a good idea. So and the only place I could have done that was sitting here in this desk in this chair on this big screen here where I wouldn't have been able to go lay down on a couch easily. And let's just jump into it. In the recent years, the NFL has gone very, very liberal, and they do this to try and appeal to their audience, but it doesn't work so well. Over the past five years, people are not as big fans of the NFL as they once were. In a poll from Gallup, like like a horse does Gallup, but up, like with a U, from 2012 to 2017, I don't know what's happening in the background. From 2012 to 2017, 10% fewer people were fans of professional football, a decrease from 67 to 57%. The reason for this, I, along with many others, believe that the this is because the NFL has gotten a little bit too woke for my liking. That's all. Think about all the Super Bowl commercials that you watched. Maybe you didn't catch all of them, but a lot of Super Bowl commercials go extremely unnecessarily woke. This isn't necessarily the NFL's fault, but they still allow them to air. What is the fault of the NFL is a lot of the things that they do and what they do when they produce football, I guess. I'm sure they showed you the end zones when touchdowns were scored, Super Bowl and everything, with the big text and racism at the top. And at the other end, sometimes it says it takes all of us. As if there are a ton of white supremacists watching football and thinking, you know what, I need to change specifically because of that message. I'm pretty sure that's the same case with the football helmets with, say, like, end racism on the back. And on top of that, the NFL has a really dumb thing called the Rooney Rule. This says that when teams are interviewing candidates for a coaching job, they have to interview people of color. Like, not, it's a recommendation, they have to. And that's not be, that's not bad because people of color are bad, that's just specifically racist against white people to it should just be interview whoever the heck you want they have to interview people of color according to this rooney rule now what happens if no person of color applies they don't care just do it now before we go further i want to say i have a big problem with the phrase people of color quote quote unquote the left always uses it to describe black people but this makes no sense it's the same when they use the phrase people of size to describe morbidly obese people and that's because everyone has a color. Everyone has a size. I'm white. I have a color to my skin. My neck, especially, is the color red right now because I just spent two days walking around in the sun. My size is tall and skinny. I have a color and I have a size. So these phrases can describe anyone. In the instance of the Rooney Rule, these coaches could simply say that they interviewed, quote, people of color if they want to because anyone that they interviewed is technically a person of color. Also, the left says that you can identify as a person of color, so... I guess if you just wanted to say, yeah, they they identify as a person of color. So I guess that works. I'm not sure. We'll see. So again, the NFL is just going crazy. Let's take the halftime show yesterday. And first, I want to state that I am super upset that the Rams won. I wanted the Bengals to win for three reasons. One, the Rams beat the Cardinals and it pushed them out of the playoffs. So naturally, I hate them. 
uh, two of the Rams are from California, which isn't exactly morally superior to the red state of Ohio, where the Bengals are from. And three, I'm always right. So what more do you need? Anyway, at the halftime show, there are a few key moments that show kind of where we are right now. First of all, Dre has a line included in the halftime show where he says he doesn't like the police, which has always been a false woke narrative. We had thought that the NFL wouldn't let him say this. It had been reported that they were trying to push it out for a few days beforehand, as if they were trying to avoid controversy over the entire halftime show, but it still occurred. A similar moment to this is when Eminem kneeled on stage, like Colin Kaepernick. And this kneeling is apparently a big thing. People kneel for some sort of BLM thing all the time. It happened in NB- It happened in the NBA frequently, with Isaiah Thomas being famous for not kneeling with BLM for BLM, while all of his teammates did. Before every Premier League match of soccer, better known in Europe as football, I know it's confusing, football, football, yeah, every player kneels for BLM or something at the beginning of every match because, quote, football is no place for racism. That, that's like what they say at the beginning of every match. So anyway, after Eminem finished a performance of Lose Yourself, which is a great song, I mean, he made a restaurant titled Mom Spaghetti, what more do you want? He kneeled for about a minute before the show. People had been stating that he planned to kneel, but the NFL told him not to, because again, trying to avoid controversy thing. Later, it is reported that the NFL spokesperson, Brian McCarthy, said that the NFL did not prevent Eminem from doing that at all, which means that the NFL did not care. In fact, they just kind of let it happen, which just goes to show you the NFL truly has gone completely liberal in the hopes of not being canceled. What does this mean for football? I think it means the viewing experience will be just terrible from now on. Any parent listening needs to be on the lookout for these bad commercials when kids are watching. Debunk them for your kids while they're happening. Tell them how false things are. Heck, make them listen to this podcast. That'll also work. Which reminds me, don't forget to like and subscribe and then share this everywhere. It makes a huge difference. So last week I was in California, like I said, and I visited Disneyland for two days. The other two would travel, and I was back by the end of Thursday. Let me tell you, the experience was truly great. I loved it. But there were some things I noticed. First of all is the issue of masks. Anywhere indoors, you are required to wear a mask, even on indoor rides. So when you're on the ride, they can't tell you to do anything, though, because there's no staff members, like, in the ride. So it's just fine to take it down once you leave whatever they call, like, the loading zone, where you get on and people get off the start of the ride whatever you want to call it. Here's where that contradicts itself, though. I got the Disneyland app to see wait times and to get a map of the place, and it gives you a warning. Actually, first it pops up like a little notification thing, and it says, thank you for wearing a mask, and I just click the X because I don't want to click OK. This is also visible on the top of the website, this warning, though. It says, quote, an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present, end quote. And this brings up the question, if this risk exists everywhere, why not mask everywhere? Well, first of all, masks don't work, but they won't acknowledge that. So whatever risk they think they're taking down in indoor spaces isn't actually being lowered at all. Second of all, no one would come. People would just say, that's outrageous, and just leave. So this is purely a political game. Disney appeals to their leftist audience by making people mask indoors, and slightly appeals to their conservative consumers by making some places mask-free. They don't care at all what the actual science says, but they do things in the name of quote-quote science quote, quote, I don't know what that is, but for their own benefit. I don't know why I said quote, quote like that. It's fun though. What can you do about this? So the only thing I found is, or a few things, inside Disneyland itself is to take off your mask the second the ride starts. So there are no staff members, like I said, inside the ride to make you mask up. 
So as soon as you leave and take, make that first turn into the darkness or whatever you, wherever you're going, you can take your mask down. That's why you'll see pictures of me taken on the ride where everyone that isn't me or my immediate family is masked, but I'm not. Just a quick thing I discovered that you can do on planes, however, because we flew to and from California and airlines have a federal mask mandate. Thankfully, we didn't get the flight attendants that are on drugs that tell you to just mask up between bites. So every half second, you're moving your mask up and down. It's a really good hand workout. So I pretty much could just hold up my box of Cheez-Its and be fine because it looked like I was eating. I found a solution that was pretty foolproof, though. I wanted to watch my movie, so I just held a Cheez-It in my hand and next to my mouth so it looked like I was never in between bites. Every time the flight attendant came by, if I wasn't like alert and actually on the lookout to actually eat the thing, I had like a layer of cover. It gave me a few seconds of reaction time. Also, this you can do this anywhere, is to just kind of avoid like eye contact and looking at them, like look away like I'm doing. And they, like when I was on the plane, I always got the window seat. So I would look out the window when they walked by and it was harder for them to see that I didn't have a mask on. Just, just some fun things to make your time easier. One thing in Disneyland though, is to cough into your hand with a mask on because so if we were indoors and I wasn't near a staff member, I would pull it down and just pull it up as soon as we got near a staff member. Although I would do that, I would also pull my mask on my face if I had to cough. Because again, I had a cough while we were there. So if theoretically, if masks stop, whatever you're doing, whatever you're breathing, then if you cough, if you cough at all, just cough into your hand or onto other people, which doesn't seem very ethical, but it's a really fun thing to do. And I apologize again for background stuff. One more thing about California, this requires context to say that most liberals don't love capitalism. They, they they like a more socialist agenda. But also what you have to say is that not everyone in California, this is just, you can't use this as a blanket statement, not everyone in California is completely liberal. We saw three people our first day in Disneyland wearing Let's Go Brandon shirts. Heck, uh, the first day we got there before we could check into our hotel, I we went to the beach and I drew Let's Go Brandon in the sand and then do not comply under it, and there were two people that came by and complimented me. So some people in California are still rational. So you can't use this as a blanket statement, but most liberals don't love capitalism, and California is a deeply blue state. They like a more socialist agenda again. What I found staying in Anaheim, which is the city famous for being home to Disneyland, intrigued me. Most businesses in Anaheim have the city's name in their title. It may gain a little bit more publicity because Anaheim is slightly famous in of itself, there was even a restaurant on the very outskirts of the city that was just called Anaheim Pizza. Nothing else. The thing about these businesses is that they are using capitalism, whether they like it or not. The extra publicity from using Anaheim in a business name is increasing the capitalistic profit gained from every customer. And I'd like to see the Anaheim Pizza start a chain restaurant where it goes everywhere, because that would be truly fun to watch. Anaheim Pizza in Canada. A similar concept is true of Disney itself. Disney uses capitalism daily for all of its products. They make a heck of a lot of money off everything that they do. Even their shops, which are slightly overpriced, use capitalism to an extreme. So whether left leftists like it or not, they use capitalism simply to keep themselves afloat and would collapse without it. Well, that concludes this special Monday episode of Rides Out of the Road. I hope you enjoyed it. Today was more stories with big concepts attached. Friday, we will have another episode because I am one behind. That episode will get you all of the news that you missed. Don't forget to like and subscribe, or if you're listening to the podcast itself, follow the podcast on like Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review if you like it. Even if you don't, leave a five-star review because it helps. 
and because I'll be mad at you if you don't. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in a couple days. Salutations. <laughs>